Wandering through the great plains of life Things move fast, sometimes a blur Don't you let this bumpy road Separate you from the herd And when you think the day is done The sun is getting low We're all looking for something rare The great white buffalo The great white buffalo Podcast with Ben Mayfield Testimony of Jesus Oh, <laughs> Keep going. Keep Can going. Please cut that. Keep going. It's so staying. It's staying. That's the opening. No. How, it takes, how else does it go? Takes out Jake Jake's Great White Buffalo song and inserts that. The testimony of Jesus is a spirit of prophecy. Welcome to another episode of the Great White Buffalo Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Mayfield. I don't know why I did that. I don't know why I made it three syllables. Yeah. But May. <laughs> Yield. I don't think no, no, this is Mayfield. Yeah, there you go. But I made it three because I'm better than that, you know? Nathan Dickens. Sydney. Sp- oh, you only have one syllable last name. Loser. Anyways, welcome to another <laughs> episode of the Grow Buffalo Podcast. I if you haven't already, we're on YouTube. As of today, we have 98 subscribers, mm. which means we only need two more. That's how you do math. To get to triple digits. 100. Do you get monetized at that point? No, I get monetized when I get to a thousand. <laughs> okay, and so, so less than we're a month. There. Yeah. yeah, we're getting there. So I'm getting to a hundred. Uh, less than a month of us being on YouTube. I feel like that's ten percent there for a month. Yeah, and we keep we keep rolling. In fact, uh, the other day on Wednesday, shout out to my girl Sarah Kate. We were at Zaxby's and we were chit chatting, and she brought up a story. That I told on the podcast, an episode that she was not on. Uh, it was an episode with me, you, and Jake. I talked about the the story with, uh, oh gosh, me and the doctor checking out the poison ivy, and she just thought it was hilarious. And I was like, I didn't know she listened to the podcast when she wasn't on it, or mm-hmm. someone like she, like she knew, uh, like Sydney, she always listens to Sydney's episodes. Oh, so sweet. that was just really cool. And I think you know stuff like that, people start listening and get momentum. People are sharing it all the time. So it's just a really cool podcast, and I think we're going to keep growing and growing. So if we're on YouTube, like and subscribe, hit the bell for notifications, and comment if you can. We really appreciate that. To my right, you know him, you love him. He's irresistible with his looks, his brains, and his emotional uh, spectrum that he has. He has the coolest shoes in the game today, and he has a cool hat. I kind of like that hat style. I don't think I could pull it off. My head's too big. It's Mr. Nathan Dickens. How are you, Nathan? I'm great. How you doing? Do you, what, tell us about the shoes. What's the story? Uh, the shoes are uh, Asics. I love Asics. Uh, and they are my uh, street running shoes. I have my trail running shoes. Uh, but these are what I run in outside. On the street. He's a man on the, of the street. street. <laughs> a man of the street. What can I say? <laughs> did you run today, though? I did not. It was <laughs> raining like crazy. so I. But you were prepared to. to. I was prepared to. Uh, and that's half the battle. And I thought about going to the gym, and then I said no. So. You know what? You made a decision. Two L's. I don't respect that. No, 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 no. Two L's make a W. And you, sir, are a W. I don't know how that works. L-L. W, bro. Look at that. You see that? <laughs> yo, yo, Y'all up, need to subscribe, <laughs> subscribe to the YouTube to be able to see that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Magic. And to my left, back by popular demand. I mean, don't say that. twos and threes of people asked me to get her back on this <laughs> podcast. She's so popular. <laughs> You're going to boost my ego. Don't <laughs> well, say that. Okay. Okay. Twos and threes. No one wanted me back. <laughs> uh, that's not true. It's okay. Miss Sydney Smith. How are you, Sydney? I'm so good. How are you? 
I am fantastic. And every time you come I in know. here, it's a pocket full of sunshine. Oh. oh. And I got a pocket, got a pocket full of sunshine. I thought you were going to talk about my leg always bouncing because I didn't realize I did that until I watched it back on YouTube. And I was like, I got to chill. Like, I'm always moving. That's because you, you're full of energy. Yeah. Yeah I, yeah, I I do the same thing with my legs. I move it all the time. But did y'all notice? I noticed this almost immediately. All three of us are wearing blue. We are. I didn't so, notice it until you said it. So what our blue is almost the same. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this oh, that blue is almost the same yeah, too. This, yeah. this blue is, is closer. Yeah. yeah. My jacket's dark blue, but my shirt's the same blue. Yeah. Well, are they all from the same? Well, At, these ones probably are from the same company. Right? It, probably. I mean, we're probably and then this one's very, cousins. Well, because these are both from CFUMC. Where'd you so, buy them from, though? I don't know. The, the t-shirt guy. Custom ink? Uh, no. Hmm. no. Is that yours? Yeah. Is that the old school one, or is that like a new one? I really that like is that one. The, oh, the old one. old school. That's the old school? old school. I like the I hoodie. used to have one. Yeah. I gave have it away to yeah. somebody. I Gotta think. have a hood. I have the Wesley sweatshirt. You I do, like, yeah. I like a hood. Dude, that was so bogus. We took, was it you and Olivia? Olivia, yeah. Shout out to Olivia. We went to go visit Nathan before they came to North Georgia. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we went out to eat. It was so much mm-hmm. fun. Nathan's talking about ministry, talking mm-hmm. about the Lord. So fun. We get into, he gives them these sick, awesome sweatshirts and then goes, sorry, mm-hmm. Ben, I don't have one your size. <laughs> and I didn't get a sweatshirt. Do you remember that? I'll get you a sweatshirt. I don't know if you have any, any <laughs> size right now, but I'll, I'll, I'll get you one. The next time I we order. I can make you one. I did make you one. You did. She did make me a sweatshirt this year for Christmas. I, I got you a Christmas gift too, didn't I? Um, yes, yes. Okay. You got me All a right. lot of yarn. I did a lot of yarn, <laughs> and that's a good friend. So today on the podcast, one of the things I thought we could really talk about, and I've been interested because I've been watching this TV show. I'm on like episode four, so I'm not super like know all the details. But it's the show called Hunter or Hunters on Amazon mm. Prime. I don't know if you've seen it or not, Mm-mm. but it's about these. They say it's inspired by true events. I think they do a little bit of Hollywood exaggeration. But it's these Nazi hunters. It's like this mm. Jewish team of like, I don't know, seven or eight people. And they go and they hunt down uh, Nazis. And this is like during the like late 70s, early 80s time frame. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they go and they find them. And then they find out like these Nazis, Germans have a, like, a, like a little web of influence. So they're like taking it down. It is a thrilling show. It's on Amazon Prime. But when I was watching that, I was like, that's a crazy job. That's like these people are are detectives. They're hunting. They're they're trying to find people who have new identities all across. You is know. this like a drama type thing, or is this like a real? No, it's it's a drama. It's definitely okay, Hollywood, okay, okay, okay. but it has inspired by true events. Okay, so okay. like there was an actual team that did this, but this one has a little more like flair and color to it. Yeah, and like you know, fight scenes. They're like, okay, well, did that fight actually happen? Maybe, maybe not. But it was really cool, and, and not that I've ever had a job where I had to hunt down people, but I started thinking about what are some cool and creative jobs that we've had or opportunities that we got to work for a season or for a little while or even for a long time that were just like, I don't know, awesome that stood out to you, and, and why did that st- stick out to you? I don't know. Does that make sense? I don't yeah. know. I know that's how my brain works, and it's kind of weird. No, you're right. I'm trying to think my first... I think my first job that I ever had was working at uh, the outlet malls at Polo. Uh, nothing special about that. Yeah, just doing uh, retail. Yeah, <laughs> just doing retail. Uh, but then I had a uh, 
real quick for like two, three weeks, I worked at uh, Camp Glisten for the grounds crew uh, to raise up some money because I was going to Brazil for a month. Yeah. So I was just like, David Subblefield was still there. And uh, he goes, well, you want to come work grounds crew? And so I would go over in the morning. Um, I'd go to like the little shed when you first go into Glisten to the left, uh, right past that, that first house. Yeah. There's a shed back there and I'd get the gator. I'd get um you know weed whackers i'd get whatever i needed and i'd go out and i would just do grounds crew stuff which i love like that was so fun working my hands doing all that uh and then uh i worked for uh the ore house uh that was off 52 as a restaurant yeah, yeah it's down um, in the hole yeah and that was that was that was a lot of fun it is it's like down oh, in the hole they, that was before hole. that was before like debit cards and everything got really big so all the tips were straight cash, uh, so I never down. declared. And any. It was pretty popular. It was like a steakhouse. It was. They had steak. And it was stuff. nice. You could get out of there with like two, three, four hundred dollars tips from like a six-hour shift. Like it was awesome. Um, so that one was fun. Um, and I worked at uh, the McGuire House, uh, which was their sister uh, like restaurant. It was right past, you know where the um, Baptist church is, so shenanigans, you know the hotel that's right behind it, uh, Park Place Hotel or something, Mm -hmm. that used to be, um, what did I say it was? The McGuire House. The McGuire House. And it it sat maybe 30 people, and it was a little restaurant there. I don't know. Um, It used to be a Wiley's was too right there. Well, Wiley's was closer up to the square, square, yeah. yeah. But the McGuire house is fun because Old there, stuff, so there right, only right. needed to be one or two people on uh, on shift, like waiters or waitresses. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was one night, I mean, I was like 19. There was one night I was out there, and John Langford, did you know John Langford? No. Okay, not. John Langford, um, I didn't realize that I had this section that was the porch, and this couple came and... They'd been waiting there for like 20 minutes for me to even come say, hey. And John came up to me and goes, dude, you have this section. Like, do you know that? And I was like, oh, no, man, I don't. And um, so I went out there and the wife was looking at the menu like she was like almost scared for me because her husband was just glaring at me like I was about to get chewed out. And uh, I walk up and I was like, I'm so sorry. I did not know you were my section. Would you like a drink? Is there anything I could do? Whatever. And um they gave me their drinks, and I was like, this guy was angry. I mean, he was pissed at me. And so uh, I was sitting back there in the back getting their drinks, and John had just left, so I was taking over the rest of the restaurant. I was like, I got to do I gotta do something. Like, I got to – I don't know what I got to do, but I got to solve this. So I should have. Uh, that would have been – that would have made it worse. Uh, but I, I walked out, and he had a high – en- He had a high and tight, so I was like, you know what? Maybe this is my end. Talk about the military. Ask if he was in the military. Tell him, you know, just whatever. And so I went, and I was like, sir, um, I, are, are you former military? Are you in the military or anything? And he's like, no. And he started talking to me, and, and we just started talking a little bit. Well, by the end of the night, I had pulled up a chair. They had asked me to pull up a chair. Everyone had left. The chef had left. I was just going to lock up. And I sat with them for about an hour and a half just talking about life, talking about college, talking about all this stuff. They ordered like some creme brulee stuff. I went to the back, made it for them. I just started, kept bringing them. So, like, we just hung out for like two hours just sitting after we had technically closed. I'd locked the door. We just were sitting there just hanging out. 
It was awesome. Well, that's also that speaks to a little bit to who your personality mm-hmm. is, though, because you've always been a person that likes to connect with people and it and, was so and, fun and, and chit chat. So I, I feel like uh, that could have benefited that person as much as it benefited you. Maybe, and the, I I would say one of my favorite kind of seasonal jobs that I did um, was when I was in college and I I refed intramurals. Oh gosh. <laughs> That was just so fun. Do you remember intermeals at North Georgia? Terrible. With, 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 oh. Oh, I'm sorry. Go <laughs> for it. Well, okay. The, no, no, no. The, the refing, the refing, the refing was terrible. Yeah, I mean that might be true. I don't know. Yeah, the refing was terrible, but I just remember it was so much fun. But yeah, with the West, because we had a Wesley team that did intermeals, mm-hmm. and I would always coach the team because I didn't. There was one time was one, Ben right? was. <laughs> At a basketball game, and since you know Ben knows every single person, mm-hmm. and so he knew all the refs, and he was like, "Hey, I'm bringing a clipboard." He wore a tie and all that. I think it was a clip-on, didn't matter, but yeah. it was a tie. And he was like, "Hey, at one point in the game, I'm just going to start screaming. I'm going to break the clipboard. Like, don't give us like uh, like a Christian organization. you know unsportsmanlike." I just and they're like, "That's fine, totally." So the whole game, he's yelling stuff. And just every no one's really listening to him. He's supposed well, to be the coach. No I, I one's really listening. Com- I always try to do the comedy right. yell. You know, I'm not trying to be like, "You suck! Your mother doesn't yeah. love you." Like I didn't say things like that. I would be like more comical of like, "I hope you crack your iPhone screen and scratch your ear." But at some that. point, he like called a timeout, <laughs> and it, it wasn't. Even, I think we were leading. I don't even know what it was, but yeah. he was just yelling, and he called like a timeout and just broke this clipboard in half and threw it and everyone was laughing it was the funniest thing but are you kidding me i did a it was it was always like my chris farley uh matt foley uh, yeah that's always like are you gonna are you gonna do anything about this game ref like i would just like go in this mode and just and it was wilson shout out to wilson pierce he was like he was one of my residents at one point and now he's like the head intramural guy so i always had a little hook up there uh, intermural is also where I slid into first base mm-hmm. uh, in baseball. Apparently, I did not need to do that. Intermural <laughs> is also where we won a championship in co-ed soccer. And we only did this because it was a Wesley team, but I couldn't get Wesley kids to play. No one wanted to do soccer. So I this sounds terrible. I went to the international hallway, and I said, I need to recruit some players I got a guy from Morocco, the <laughs> Netherlands, a girl from France, a girl from like Ireland. Like I got all these like players, and then there was a couple RAs who were like former soccer players, and a uh, Bo and Rhett were like former soccer players too. And so we had this team, and we won the championship. It was fantastic. That's just being smart. Yeah, it was being smart, dude. And they were so good. They'd be like, like, hello. Like the boss is like on one foot and they're drinking coffee and they're like playing with them. Like, how are you even yeah. doing this? And like, I've played soccer since I was one. Like, I was not very good in my village. And I was like, yeah. what? Like, how's that even possible? I was you're not very good it. in my village. <laughs> so, anyways. It wasn't even a vi- it's just like where they come from. Yeah. It's like your village. Like, I-, I lived in a neighborhood. <laughs> your village? Wow, did y'all have running water? Yes, we had running What are you talking about? <laughs> I did not say it that way. Don't give me cancel my own. He's, he's talking real slow. Like in your village, like yes, I speak English. <laughs> well, one of the guys, Salim, he spoke four languages, and I would ask him to say phrases in different languages. It was pretty awesome. The English one was kind of, it's kind of lame because <laughs> I, I knew what it was. But right. What about you? Have you had any like crazy jobs? Not really. I've had a lot of jobs. I feel like for 
my age, I guess, but nothing like nothing crazy. My first job was, well, I worked at the church for a while, like in the nursery before the, before you though. Um, I didn't, I mean, I was like 10, like I went in like played with children but um my mom worked there so i went to volunteer i guess and then what what are you making fun of me for no i'm not i'm not okay and then my first actual job was at a daycare in a gym so that was kind of rough i made eight dollars an hour absolutely horrible not worth it yeah Um, she always be like she worked at the gym it wasn't until like two or three months into it it's like man why do you have so many kids in your gym like, I feel like it's mostly older people that go to gyms. <laughs> and then I realized, oh, sh- she works at the daycare. Inside, inside the gym. Inside the gym. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 oh, yeah. that makes way more sense. Mm-hmm. I was like, I had a kid throw up today. And I was like, really? Like, why do you have to deal with that? Like, <laughs> Run so like, much. Like, yeah. It's a kid's gym. They're <laughs> yeah. training them young. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So American Ninja Warrior, you know, right. 13 under. Yeah. So that was, I mean, it was fun. It was interesting. Um, and then during that job, I started working at the church. I was an intern. My senior year, and then also senior year, I worked the gym, the church, and I worked at Nothing But Cakes, the bakery. Uh, that was, I did that was all three of right? them. Yes, because I had three jobs, and I was a full-time college student. I was like, or high school, and I don't know. And they wouldn't let her eat the cakes, too. She yeah. thought that was no. part of payment. No. She was like, I want no bun cakes. I ate so many cakes. They had like Favorite a Favorite flavor? Um, red velvet. Okay, okay. Okay, right. they had a rule that was like, if you like best, because I was a froster, okay? So they have like your different stations. So they had the bakers in the back and then the frosters and then like the girls at the front that would like take the cakes and like they decorate them, put like the cellophane type stuff, like the bows, make it all pretty and then give it to the customers. And so I was just a froster, but they were like, if like if frosters like mess up the cakes, like they go in the, I forget what they called it, but it was like some area. And their rule is basically if you mess up the cake, then you can't take that one home, but you put it in like this one area in the freezer and then everyone else can take it home. And right when I started, I was, I mean, I've been a froster since day one. Like I, I make all the like family cakes. Like I, I do it all. I love baking and like decorating. So I picked this up quick. I mean, it's just, if you know nothing but cakes, they have the one design. Like it's not like intense design. <laughs> it's literally just piping. And it's not like, can I have design number four? It's like, no, no it's there's like one, one design. It's basic. You get what you get. Yeah. Got it. So, I mean, they have like, that you can do like a drizzle cake or they have like other, it's generally all the same. And I started at the same time as this other girl and she was so bad. She could not frost to save her life. And they were like, I mean, it wasn't, difficult but it was just things to remember like every time you pipe then there's like the frosting at the top that will like stay but you can't have that like down at the bottom because then it looks weird so you have to turn Mm. your piping bag and you have to like start so that it's like hidden underneath so just like simple rules like that that she wouldn't remember but now the cake doesn't look cute so they would always go in like i think they called it the dungeon i think i don't know but it would go in the dungeon and I would take so many of this girl's cakes home. Oh my gosh! I would bring. I I'd like fill up a, a tote bag. She makes like a perfect one. Any any like, time there was red velvet, you'd make her oh, frost it. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Yes, yes. I would be like, hey, there's 150 red velvet cakes. Can you do? And she'd at least mess up 20 of them. So then, yeah, she was not very good. Oh, that's a lot. That's a lot <laughs> yeah. of product. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it was God. so good. Because uh, okay, well, cr- have you heard of crumple? Crum- crumble. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Crumble. <laughs> so it's a it's this uh, cookie place. Overrated. And, yeah, it's overrated. Overpriced. Overpriced. It's overpriced. It is. Three dollars for a cookie? You're kidding? No, it's, it's more than that is now. It? Yeah, it's like Plus four tax? fifty. Inflation, well, of, no, inflation. 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 Thanks, I w- Joe. I went to go buy some 
for the interns because you know, like I'm a good boss, whatever. Right. Try to treat my my kiddos. Never did that for me. And I was like, yeah, well, <laughs> take a lesson. And so they were doing really good work. <laughs> I came to you entertain. <laughs> It'd be like like Emma would be working on an Excel sheet and like paper, and Sydney would be like, "Let me tell you this story." I and we're would. like, we like entertained the whole time. You gotta have someone. Stuff. I yeah. painted a lot. But they were just so expensive. I feel like <laughs> nothing but cakes are the same thing. It's like nothing but cakes very is very overpriced. expensive. Yeah. Some of them are pretty good though. I will but they, they no, are I'm not pricey. The tasty but, isn't. I'm saying like But but price. I just don't think crumble's even that good. Mm-mm. Like that's the thing, mm. is that like I'd I'd rather just go get like a uh like, like one of them sugar cookies from the, oh my gosh! Like I just go to Walmart, get yeah. some like those little like the plain the, ones with the with sugar, the, with the, the, with the sugar icing. Cookie. They're very seasonal. Chocolate chip, chip. like I could just do love those, them. and they're they're mm-hmm. so good. You know what I love about those type of sh- sugar cookies at Walmart because they have like green for St. Patrick's, red for Valentine's mm-hmm. Day. Mm-hmm. Is you know they're seasonal, and you know they're fresh. And they're so good. You know, because some of those so, cookies, so like, they're so good. That's why I buy Oreos that had the colors, like the orange Oreos during mm-hmm. Halloween. I know those bad boys had to be fresh. You know the other ones, or they're from last Halloween. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever think about oh, that? Yeah, or two Halloweens ago because right. no one liked orange. Right. Oh god! Oh god! Oh god! I'm not prepared for that. <laughs> I did enjoy nothing but cakes, though. They gave me well. I got to take home a lot of those cakes that were destroyed, and then there was this one time they had a blueberry vanilla cake, and it was Ooh. so it was actually really good. And their cream cheese frosting on any type of cake it doesn't matter what it is it just it's so good and that was my first like i think it was like an eight inch like my actual cake because they have the the bun buntlets whatever and then they have like mm-hmm. the buntinis so i would always do like the small ones in the package and then they also have the big cakes and those ones are a little harder to frost because there's like a pattern to it same design of course yeah. but like a little different and they let me bring home my first one ever. And I brought it home. And all my neighbors would sit out like in the cul-de-sac. Because I live in a cul-de-sac. So we always, all the moms and parents would sit out there. And I remember driving back my little yellow Jeep. And I pulled in. And I was like, I have a cake to share. And everyone loved it. It was so good. I was like, I didn't bake it. But it looks pretty. <laughs> she was a hero. <laughs> yeah. For the cul-de-sac. Because I was thinking, I never worked in the food industry. Both of y'all just mentioned Oh, well, I also worked at the winery, which is technically the food industry. But I was a hostess, so... Yeah. I didn't really work in the food. And then I also worked at Kohl's. You worked for Kohl's for one week. Still work, though. <laughs> yeah, still, still work. work. Get a paycheck. I, you work. Like, it sucks. I'm not coming no, back. No, no, <laughs> no, like, no, oh, no. Okay. Don't twist my story. I was 16 when I started working there. And 16-year-olds. I kind of forgot you worked there, too. Yeah. I, I always forget. Because it was, <laughs> it, I think I, my start date to my finish date was within two weeks. And I think I probably worked, like, maybe a total of seven days. And in my defense, when I started, I gave them my social security number. So they have literally any information they could want to access. I also gave them my birthday. That's not, that's not how they it They could works. have stolen my identity. If you tell me your social security <laughs> number, I can't just like Google that okay, and have access way, to everything way, you've ever I done. gave them my class schedule, like everything. Like I'm, maybe I was a junior in high school. I don't know. Either way, I was yeah, still pretty yeah, young. Yeah, junior year. Okay, well, I still had the restriction on the driving thing, so I couldn't drive past midnight whenever I worked mm-hmm. there. And they closed at, like, 11.30, and then you would stay and clean and do everything until midnight. And I would tell them, I'd be like, hey, like, I can stay until, like, 11.40, but, like, I just really – my parents didn't really care about the rule, but, like, if a headlight was out, like, if I got pulled over for whatever reason, I'm – you know, I just don't want to put myself in that situation. So I used to tell them that all the time. One time they called me – they would still schedule me after that, but one time they called me 
when I was in class and I got to my next period, which was like I peer facilitated so I could answer the phone. So I went and looked at my voicemail and this lady was like, hey, Sydney, where are you? Like, I'm supposed to be training you. And I was like, girl, I'm in high school. I've given you all, all my schedules. I'm I can't come in. I've told you guys every single day that I'm available and not mm-hmm. and the time frames. And they kept scheduling me every single second that I said that I wasn't available. What do you mean you're in school? Can you not come out? It's like, has that been a rule for a while? Like you're not supposed to work past a certain hour if you're a certain age on it? Well, Is that like a certain well, you can't work a certain amount. Yeah. Certain, okay. And then the driving thing, which because I was about to say, like a polo, we'd be there to like one thirty-two in the morning, yeah. like doing stuff. Did you do the seasonal though, like the holiday? Hours? No, I I did it for like Black Friday type stuff. Well, no, I mean, I did I did it for like six seven months. Oh, okay. But right. but I was through there. I did Oshkosh Bagosh for Oshkosh seasonal. Bagosh. So, so I don't know what that the is. The baby clothing store. It's baby store. clothing store. Oh, so, nice, dude. So, uh, awesome. so my buddy, uh, one of my best friends, Drew Eccles. Nathan, were you there? Yeah. One of, one like, of, what's up? Hitting on the moms. Hey, what's up, babe? What's up, so, so one of my one of my best friend's moms was uh, Drew Eccles' mom. Do you remember, you remember yeah. Sherry? Oh, I know, so I know. she worked there. Um, she was, she so was like a manager. And uh, she, for... Uh, Thanksgiving and all that, Black Friday, all that. She said, "Hey, I need like four or five guys uh, that'll work for the, just a week." And so we were like, "All right." So it was me, Drew Eccles, Marlon Hall, uh, Kyle Wigley, oh and she put us at different parts of the store. But the the thing is, she didn't tell her own son. So Drew Eccles, he's he's a little shorter. He's not like short, short, but he's he's, he's like a, a little Cruise. shorter, uh, like a Tom Cruise. But he's that. He's hilarious. He's good looking. He can sing. He can Not dance. A Scientologist. He can do like everything. <laughs> what she didn't tell him was Talk that she was okay. going to dress him up as an elf and put him on a little <laughs> pedestal. And if if people if people would come up and what? sing a Christmas carol, they'd get ten percent off. And so we get there and we're walking in. She's like, you know, Nathan, you're over there folding this, you know, running whatever. Kyle, Marlon, doing this. And she looks at Drew, and she pulls up this elf outfit, and he goes, "What's what's that for?" And she's like, "You're gonna wear it." And he's like, "No, I'm not." And she goes, "You're gonna wear it, and you're gonna sit on a, this like it was like a probably like a three four foot platform." He just stood there with a microphone, and she was like, "If people come sing with you, and you gotta sing, then you, they get ten percent off." So for like I don't even know how many days straight, he would just come in, and he have like. He had little elf shoes that had little bells. Bell. And he would just like walk in and he'd just yeah, be like, totally Are you serious? So he'd go, we'd come in and he'd go to the changing room and come back out and he'd just stay on this box. And we would just like, I wish we had cell phones back then because we would have totally been taking uh, yeah. pictures. But he just sat there and just sang the whole time. It was the funniest thing. Oh people would go up there and do it with him? Oh, yeah. People, I mean, 10% off. 10% yeah, yeah, people do it. That's pretty wow. sick. Wow. I would love that. <laughs> there's on TikTok, there's. This guy that started this thing is called the gay elf on the shelf. <laughs> it's this little short gay dude that he dresses up in an elf costume. And like people can rent rent him to come to parties and just oh, really? sit, sit on the shelf. <laughs> and he just sits there <laughs> at parties. And it's so funny. People like make so many TikToks about it. That's crazy. <laughs> dude, I, why did I not think of this idea? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I just. In the lane. <laughs> that would be you. <laughs> <laughs> just going into it. I uh, For me, I didn't work in the food industry or the retail industry. I always stayed into the education, youth development. Because mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. when I was in college, I worked as an RA. 
I was a resident assistant. I did that. It is kind of a crazy. I don't know if I told you this story, Sydney. I know Nathan probably knows it. There was a cute girl in my college class who was a TA. It's like a teacher's assistant. Mm-hmm. She was helping out. And I was just, I was smitten by her. And I thought she was cool because she was, she wasn't like she was drop dead gorgeous and all the boys were hollering at her. She just had this like cool, like mystique about her or whatever. I don't know. That sounds, <laughs> yeah, know, no. Like whatever. Yeah, for sure. And so I was trying to like get her to like talk to me, help, and, like start a little convo. And I was like, I was putting it on, man. I was 1000% trying to rev it up as much as I could. And I found out she was an RA. I was like, oh, well, I, I was thinking about being an RA. And she was like, well, you you can't. And I was like, well, why can't I be an RA? And she was like, well, you've never lived on campus before. Like, how would you be an RA? And I was like, oh, you let me worry about that. <laughs> and she was like, all right, I'll see I'll see if you make it. And I was like, all right. And she was kind of like in like, like little, little, I think she was being flirty about it. So I was like, all right. So I go look up, and it's like, maybe two days before the deadline of applications for RA. So I was like, oh, God. So I can fill it all out. I get all the paperwork. The next day, I print all the stuff. I go, I meet him in the, in the residence life office. Like, hey, I had to Google where the residence life office was. I didn't know where it was. Uh, it's in Stewart. Stewart. And so I went there, and I turned it in. It was great. Go to a, a group interview. And so they had all these group sessions, and I don't know anybody. And all these RAs and have like their their resident assistants who are like sophomores or juniors are all applying for it. And I'm just like, what the heck am I getting into? They all know each other, so I just kind of stand out and like I kind of like I don't over energy. I, I kind of like host it, right. host it back a little bit, and then I I would I would press it the right time and have like get some laughs and get some jokes and have some great answers. I was a camp counselor, so I know all about. You know how to do group work. I get past that phase to the individual interviews. So I go to my individual interview, and all three of them, there's like three people, and I just, the Lord God just like came into that room, was like, gave me the best responses I could ever come up with. And I get this email like two weeks later, and was like, Congratulations, you've been hired to be a resident assistant. You must report on this date, blah, 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 blah. And I also had to Google where that was because it was in right. some room I didn't know. I didn't know the names of any of the dorms, any of the residence halls, blah, blah, blah. And it was the, like the last week of the semester with the girl, and I didn't tell her. She was like, did you, did you find out? I was like, nah, I don't know. I haven't really got my email yet. I don't know. And she's like, oh, that probably means you didn't get it. I was like, yeah, I guess so. I'm, it's called the long game, Nathan. It's a long game. <laughs> That was in like April, May, whatever. Right. And then the new year starts like the end of July for training. And then school starts in August. July comes up. I find out the room. I'm sitting in there. She walks in and she looks at me. And she's like, you mother beep. And I was like, got it. And I like, got the job. And we became like best friends for like two years. But right. um, but it was really cool. Uh, that was probably the that was probably one of the most fun jobs I ever had. Been our, what? <laughs> That's true. I one another fun job was I did two summers interning at a church in Mount Bethel, and that's where I met Chris and Becca, and I lived Shout with Chris, Chris for a, a year or for a summer, and that was so much fun. Chris wants to do a podcast with he the, does? With, with me and you. He wants to do it in the morning though. Thanks we a can lot, do that. Chris. <laughs> I asked him. <laughs> he said y'all it's had okay, beef. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we. What if we did an episode with? Like you and Chris are in the middle, and Nathan on the other sides, and we do like a, uh, like a like a mediation between the two of you because y'all got some we serious. We don't have beef. Y'all got some serious beef. I love Chris. 
All right. I'm basically calling you farmers because you get so much beef. She was telling me this past Sunday how much she loved Chris, and she was like, that's my favorite youth pastor that's I ever did. been. <laughs> it's my favorite, too. So, so what's up? Let's go. Let's go. But we used to... We, uh, so... Imagine, remember the old structure of the Wesley House, like how there was like a middle room and it was just a big circle you could go through? Oh, yeah, I remember that. So the house we lived in down in Marietta, the house we lived in Marietta was very similar, except there wasn't a middle room. And Chris's room was like the dining room, and but there were two doors. And so you had to walk, the, there was a living room and a couple little rooms, kitchen, all that. And Drew Peters and I lived in a room way smaller than this that was for the washer and dry room. And there was a washer and dryer. You could get up from the bottom bunk. We brought we put bunk beds in there. And you took like two steps and there was the washer and dryer. And I remember living with Chris and our, our schedules were so different because interning at Mount Bethel, there'd be like two interns for the children's ministry, two for the middle school, two for the high school, two for the college ministry. And we'd all cross-pollinate in some ways, but we all had different areas. And so... We'd go, like, I'd go on a lot of the high school trips, and it was just a lot of different stuff. But there was one time Chris came in, and uh, Drew Peters and I were watching Lost on uh, a computer. Lost is great. Never and we were. It. Yes, you have. I've not. Yes, you have. It's so good. Well, I've never watched Lost. <laughs> yes, you have. <laughs> well, either way, anyway. either way, right. we're, we were watching it on this, uh, on the bunk bed. <laughs> Drew Peters was on the bottom bunk, or I was on the bottom. It doesn't matter. We were laying, we were both sitting on the bottom bunk. And uh, Chris came in, it's about like 12.31 at night, and uh, he came in to do some laundry. He comes in, and he was like, hey guys, don't mind if I do some laundry? Like, yeah, that's cool, Chris, like, come on. And he puts in the, the washer, and he looked at us, and he was like, what are you watching? We're like, lost. And so the three of us sat on a bottom bunk Aww. together, and we watched like an episode or two of Lost while we were waiting for his, his uh, clothes to get through. But we used to get in so many shenanigans. We lived off of uh, Lower Roswell Road which is a pretty busy, busy road mm. down in uh, East Cobb. And where the house is, there's a house across this road. It's a two-lane road, but it's busy. A house across the road and then a water treatment plant behind it. And Chris and I would sit in the front yard with our drivers, um, and we would <laughs> we would sit there and wait, and we would look down the street and be like, any cars coming? No. And we would just hit golf balls over the next house into the water <gasps> treatment plant. And we would just that's, do that for hours. That's dangerous. Dude. It was so we never hit anything. It was great, dude. Well, and, well, this may even be worse because my one of my favorite jobs is when I got to be a 4-H counselor on Jekyll Island. I got to live mm-hmm. in Jekyll for like three months, and we went to Chris used to do this thing. I don't know if they all still do it. We like little canoe next to a Chasta, mm-hmm. and you would you would pause the canoes, pull over. Uh, pull over is the right word. We, you sure. go to this. You go to the bank. Sure. I, we I, pull over. We put on our blinkers and we move over. <laughs> Make a left turn. There's oncoming traffic. Yeah, it's, just, right. it's crazy down there. I pull over. I park it. Anyways, I anchor the boat, and we would go get golf balls from the bottom of the river. It was so many of them. And she's on her phone while we're. I'm podcasting. listening. There's so many of You're them. You're Snapchatting. I was not. You're literally Snapchatting during the I podcast. She's got to keep phone. some streaks you going. You literally were on yours earlier. She has to no, keep streaks going. I didn't, I didn't do anything. You were You're Snapchatting talking, on the podcast. We're on a visual on thing. You're talking about blinkers on the pull up. Three episodes ago, <laughs> 15 minutes in, you were on your phone. That was not true. Okay, <laughs> I cut we'll it out. Keep going because I'm intrigued now. Yeah, keep talking about your phone. We got golf balls from the. 
fast forward, I had a giant, like almost bucket full of them. And on the weekends, we would go, and Jekyll is not very popular. Like, I say it's very popular. It's not very populated. It's not like there's tons of tourists. Like, if you go to Tybee, there's tons of families there, yeah. tons of tourists, and they're a touristy island. Jekyll is kind of not touched by the tourists. You know, they had a little bit on the in island because you go to the historic areas, get some ice cream, blah, blah, blah. But the beaches were pretty secluded. And we would get the golf balls and we would just just crush them into the ocean. Mm-hmm. Just, I wish I was probably killing a bunch of sea turtles oh now gosh. that I think about it. But it was so much fun. We would just go the crazy. We, we would hit them. Orcas, <laughs> killer whales, they can handle it, you know. Maybe a couple of dolphins. Right. I, I do love sea turtles. I don't want to kill sea turtles. Maybe a jellyfish. Maybe I kill a jellyfish. I don't know. Have fun with them. I make it kill them all. Kill them all? Yeah. We probably need them somehow. Somehow. But, and the other part too. Oh, okay. I got to tell this story. Oh so on Jekyll Island, we were going and there's a lot of bicycling. <laughs> That happens on Jekyll. Are you off your phone? I want you to make sure you listen to this, okay? <laughs> you just took... So, we were going, and there were a lot of bicycles. <laughs> listen, I love when you get into your own stories. Listen, because it was so much fun. Right. So we're, we're, we're bicycling, and Shakia and I, Catherine, I think it was, they were in front of us, and then Dowdy and I, we were kind of in the back, and it's just the count. We're just hanging out. It's like a Saturday. We're bicycling, like, do-do-do-do-do. And we see them. They're ahead of us. And we see them stop, and they're waiting on us to catch up. So we're like, okay, we'll catch up. And then they're like, they go, and like freak out, and they just like take off. I'm like, all right. And they're just like, what the heck? And Daddy and I are like, what, what's going on? So we get to where they are, right? And we're like kind of like tired. Like, what in, the, what in the world are they freaking out about? I turn. Like, if you're Dowdy, like you're mm-hmm. in your bike, I'm me right here. And I'm not – I exaggerate sometimes. Right. This is not an exaggeration. Nathan – is a six foot alligator, like out of the water on its legs. His mouth was not open. I won't be like he was trying to bite me. I was like, ah! and Daddy, like at that time, Daddy kind of looked too and was like, ah! and so we just like we took off. I've never biked so hard in my life right. to have an alligator that close to me. Like it freaked me out. Stranger Things on an island. Stranger Things? Yeah, because they're always on their bikes and they're oh. running. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was thinking, like, when did Eleven have to kill some alligators? She's like, I did mm. not watch that season. <laughs> it's like, ah. like, I got it. The, de- <laughs> the Demogorgon's an alligator. Um, well, And it was also, too, there's a water part there called Summer Waves. And we literally got paid eight twenty five an hour to be at the water park for six hours. More than me at the gym. It was it was fantastic, yeah. Really and all I did was to ride the lazy river, and we were at the top <laughs> of this one, uh, this water slide, you know, whatever. We're on top, and this kid points, you know, because there's like campers in the camp. They're like, Ben, is that where we canoe? And I was like, Yeah, that's exactly where we canoe, right there. And like they point at it. He goes, Is that an alligator next to the canoes? And I looked. Yep. Yes, that is an alligator next to the canoes. I did not know that that was alligator infested water. I've never fallen on a canoe. Like, like it was alligators. I it still, was awesome. I'll, I'll give you probably one of the best jobs I ever had. It was for a week. Uh, and it was, my family goes on family vacation to Florida every year. And I was like 14 or 15. And uh, one afternoon, it's like one afternoon, this guy, we weren't, like we we never stay anywhere that is like a resort that puts out uh, flags or anything. Like 
but it was right next to where we were or something. I'm not really sure how it came about, but at some point I made connections with like the lifeguard guy that worked there. And he was like, Hey man, uh, if you, uh, if you'll in the morning and at night help me put out, uh, all the flags and like the, uh, cushions, I'll give you like 20 bucks a day. So for, I was like, sure. So I'd wake up, I was already up in the morning. So I'm all, like, when I'm at the beach, I'm at the beach. So every day I would just help this dude. Like and mainly I would do it. And it was, it, it would take me like 15, 20 minutes. And I made $20 a day for like five or six days in a row on family vacation. I know it's not like an official job, but he was <laughs> counting on me. And he yeah. would like, like by the end of it, he never, he like the first couple me. days. The, <laughs> Where is he? Where's the, the boy I hired? The <laughs> first day. running shoes. <laughs> yeah. Going out on the beach. I'm here, I'm here. I street walking shoes. I got well, it. The, the first day he was like, all right, so you go there and the key's over there to unlock. Because the, they'd put it on a box like right in the dunes and then I would take it out. But by the end, by the second day, I guess he'd sleep in a little bit or whatever. And then whenever it was getting dark, like. At a certain time in the afternoon when you don't need it anymore, he would like, I'd just look at him, he'd be like, yeah, you can put him up. And so I would just put him up when I wanted. Like, this guy didn't know me from Adam, but he was just, and he'd come to me, be like, here's 20 bucks. I'm like, for literally like 20, How 20 much 30 minutes. That's he what I was about to ask. Bucks. He, he must have, well, the thing is, he was probably hired by the resort to do multiple things. Uh, and so that was probably a part of. Like it's he wasn't just the umbrella guy. Like he did right. other things. Oh, yeah, so he was probably and it was probably he made, made twenty one dollars an hour and just yeah. made you twenty. <laughs> well, he was probably doing something like it was yeah. just he had a bunch of different things. He was just like here's twenty bucks. I was like, sweet man. Yeah, that's so sweet. I was on family vacation doing nothing yeah. but like being in the sun, hanging out, eating, and freaking making twenty dollars a day. Well, that was kind of like uh, when I got the text message from a, a coach. It was like, hey, do you want to be our soccer announcer? And I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Sure, yeah, I'll do that. And then I got paid 20 bucks a game. And then, well, no, I got, it was Peyton. Peyton's the one that yeah. that recruited me, not, not the coach. Peyton recruited me, and I got paid like $20 uh, a game. And then I also got uh, like free concessions. And it was awesome. Like, it was so, it was so much fun. Uh, and the girls' soccer team at Lumpkin is so good. At least, I, don't, I guess they still are. I don't there's, know. There's still. As far as I know, at least as of two weeks ago, they were number one in the state right now. But I don't know wow. if that's changed. The, well, and, and the guys have actually gotten good. This really? season, they've gotten like a lot better. Well, I might have to go check them out because it was, in fact, that's a little bit of the birth of this Great White Buffalo podcast mm-hmm. is because I wanted to do podcasting for a while, but I just didn't know like how mm-hmm. to get started or how to do it. It's just not my forte and i'm still you know learning about each and every aspect now we're doing video on youtube so i'm learning the all the stuff lights. the fancy lights i hope y'all like the lights shout out to uh, to nathan for bringing those and but one of the guys producer matt and it, i mentioned producer matt on the first like four or five episodes and then um i kind of stopped making the gag joke about producer matt being behind the camera but he was one of the the kids that would work the technology aspect mm. of the like the scoreboard and stuff like that, like the advertisements. Who did the advertisement stuff? And I would do I was do the, I would do the scores and the time and then the announcements. Anyways, he was a technology kid, and I was like, Matt, could you help me? And so he and I actually in my in the the and booth with an announcer box planned out the podcast studio. Like like we set it up almost like you ever seen the founder of the McDonald's movie? 
No. Okay. Would well, they talk about how they restructured McDonald's to make it the most efficient? Mm-hmm. We were doing the same thing for the podcast. Like, how can we make this more more efficient and do all this stuff? It was fantastic, and that's kind of where all the stuff happened. And then we would announce soccer games. Sorry, I, I could go a whole tangent <laughs> about this. So, like, if they're ever going to make a movie about this, that has to be a scene in the movie. Oh, absolutely. You know, this goofball. Because that's where I was. And I, I made some crazy announcements. I would yes. just make up stuff. Can I just say, I went to one of those games. I went to the Lumpkin one. Our whole church came down. Oh, that's right. Yeah, when Josh Scarf uh, played for yes. Central. Yeah. They had the best pickles there. So the fact that you got free concessions, dude, yeah. I would have done that for days. Lumpkin's known me? about their pickles. <laughs> they you had know? such good pickles. Uh, we'll have to ask Peyton That's tomorrow. That's good to know. Well, yeah, what, 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 what pickles, pickles did you get? Pickles? He's like, I went, like, Walmart? They were so <laughs> yeah. good. Uh, you know, homegrown. Homegrown, home I bet. Yeah. We, there was one announcement I did, and maybe I can, like, put it in the Instagram post. So it'll be out of context unless you listen to the episode. But there was one, and I was like, uh, Morgan, the Rocket Fagan, oh. scored. And I was like, I've only seen two miracles of my life. Once in 1980, when we beat the Russians in soccer, and tonight here in between the pines, like it was just, and I'm saying this. You posted, I remember you posted that. Posted that, yeah. and like I was just like, I would just say the most. I would say like Gracie Brass Knuckles Lee scene. It's like what? <laughs> like why do they call her Brass Knuckles? It's like, the they other, don't. Like, <laughs> I, you can see the other like coach on the other team like. Like, we gotta watch out. I for just this loved, kid. I just like, loved you get so animated, say the random stuff. Everyone's laughing, and then like something that the other team would score, or the, you'd be like, "And Lumpkin Seven and North Dakota Two. Like you would just like it just real quick, and it'd be like subbing in, and you'd say like these crazy nicknames, and you'd be like, "And number four for the other team." Like you just say <laughs> random things. I'd be like, because when Lumpkin scored, be like, "Go Lumpkin County scores!" Like. No, blah, 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 blah. And then if another team, you know, let's say it's, you know, Dawson County scored. Like, Go for Dawson. Go on Dawson County. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. And even the, the fan from, like, the Dawson the County side, people yeah. would kind of, like, laugh a little bit. Yeah. Like, all right. Yeah, like, um, and there was one time, one parent got kind of mad uh, from the other team. It was kind of, like, bad-mouthing. And I was like, what? Like, what are you going to do? And then one time I was a little snippy to the referees. I had to, like, yeah. cool it myself. I was like. Uh, referees sponsored by Dawson County Alumni Association, uh, like you know, <laughs> stuff like that. Be like, stop it, man! That's how you get fired. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it's okay. It's fun gig. So, what about you? Now, what's now? We're talking about jobs. Mm-hmm. We're kind of on the end on this uh, of this podcast. And one of the things I thought might be fun, reminiscent, talking about fun jobs, is if you're on YouTube and you're watching this, comment below some of your favorite jobs, some of your most unique kind of cool jobs that you had probably early on. Or if you're on Instagram and you want to do it, put it on there, whatever. We want to know. We want to know what your most interesting job was or your coolest job or your fun job that you've had. What was something or what is something that you think is important for you to maintain? Like if you're about to go start a new job, right, tomorrow, new career, new job, new people, that you don't know, what is some value or something that you want to take into that that you've learned from the past? Like, I want to bring this into this because I know that will help me create a, a stronger foundation. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I thought it was a great question, but, you know. No, I, 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 for me, is 
is the ability to be adaptable and work ethic. Adaptable like work ethic. It, you've got to be able to, you may not be able to know everything that's going on, or you might have to pivot and do different things. Being able to be adaptable and to, to be able to, there's a lot of people it's like, okay, I just want to do my five hours or I just want to do it from here. To, and you can work your way to that. But like when you first start somewhere, having that work ethic, having the ability to be adaptable, to be like, I have this job, but I'll help with doing this, like to be able to show, because you'll get a lot of value where people will say, man, we got to have them there. And then as you work harder and as you get to that place, then you can say, okay, you know, I'm working five hours that day or whatever, because they know that when you're there, you're working hard. They know when you're there, even if that day you're not even working that hard. They know you're valuable and they know that you'll get your stuff done. But when you first start a new place, I mean, I, or whether it's a new place or working for yourself, or whatever it is, it's like work hard and, and be able to be adaptable to whatever work environment you're in. And it'll, you know, cause if you come in it's like, well, I'm only paid for, you know, four to, you know, whatever, eight or whatever, whatever it is like, it's real easy to be like, okay, well, I want someone that's going to go above and beyond, or I'm going to go with someone that, that can be adaptable or that can shift or doesn't complain or do whatever. If you're looking for something that's yeah. going to last, if you're doing like an hourly job, like I'm just going to punch well, a clock. I don't think right? someone who's like, this guy's job at Subway is like, I'm going to make these the best. Like, like I'm going to work extra hours. Well, well yeah, to some degree. The, the other thing that gets me, into it. and this is a, not a part of your question, but this is a side note. I get that, you may be working somewhere that's not your dream job. I've I've done that before. I get you're just trying to punch the clock, get the hours, get paid to do it. But it's always one of those things where it's like, why not do it with a little bit of joy? You know, like have you ever gone uh, into like even like a duh, fast duh. food or you go somewhere and it's just like the mo like the it's like they don't even care to be there. It's mm-hmm. like they're annoyed that you're asking for something. I'm like that would just be that that's a killer right yeah. there. That's something that right. you'll you'll bring into every job. It's not like you're like, oh well, I just do that because I'm working at this place. But when I get here, I'll be good. If you can bring in that good attitude, that good stuff, even if it's not where you want to be, that that's well, very helpful. And you've probably seen me do this before, and you probably have too. I, majority of the time, when I go to a restaurant, I will use the waiter's or waitress's name. Yeah. They'll be like, hello, I'm you know Haley. I'm gonna be your server today. I go. Well, Haley, thank you for being here today. I'm trying to decide what to get. And it almost seems like, and, and like nine out of ten times it works, where they're like, oh, this person like sees me. like, yeah. like And it's like a good, I have a pretty yeah. positive interaction with them. And I think sometimes we as the customer, sh- sh- they're not like, they're not servants. Yeah. They're serving. Yeah. Um, and so like, how can we look at them and just be kind to them and, yeah. and, and acknowledge them? And I've always had really good, that's how, like, when I went to Moe's, you know, I used that Moe's kick for a while, yeah. and they would always treat me well. It's because I got to know them. You get to know their names, you know who they are, they'll feed you. They'll oh, feed they you will. real well. Shout out to Moe's, baby. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> I've never been to Moe's. What? Never? never? You've never, never been to like the Moe's in Delonghi or just Moe's you in Never. General? Anywhere. Really? Are you lying to the Great White Buffalo Nation right I'm now? Not. We're going to Moe's. We had to do a po- we did a we, po- we're going to do a podcast at, what was the other place? Mm-hmm. Next time, we need to get Moe's, come over here, and, and have eat. an unveiling. <gasps> Can, Can we, we have a Moe's? Yes. We? I've been Let's wanting to do go a for Moe's a while, episode. Because it's really close to where I live. Like, it's so it's right around the corner from And Melody. we can have it already set up, so that way when we get here, it's we, still fresh. Where is it? We'll go. I don't know. 
<laughs> She's like, it's really close to where I live. It's like a place in like Cote d'Alonica. Um, <laughs> no, you don't. Um, Moe's is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I've eaten so much. We're, we're going to go to Moe's. The Wrong Doug. Ugh. What, what would you get? It's the Wrong Doug, the, the stack. The stack. Yeah. Mm. I can only get the stack if I'm like hungry, hungry. Because it's. Right My mom here. gets the Moo Moo Mr. Cow. Is that the kids' menu? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. Wait, so your mom's eating there? Yeah. You just haven't? No. <laughs> Do you like queso? What? Oh, no, no. Oh, come on. <laughs> oh, okay. I had some last night. I had some in my mini fridge. I went downstairs and heated it up. I had it for dinner tonight. I bet you did. Okay, oh. okay. Like full size, though. Yo, what's up, bro? <laughs> Sydney, what's your answer? <laughs> All right, <sorry>. Me? Yeah. <laughs> oh, for your question a long time ago? Yeah. I think, um, I think ditto, sames. To what you said, mm-hmm. but also, mm-hmm. also, say I think one word that he said. He said, "Work ethic. Have have your work ethic. Don't just be there to work. Be there to be there." Okay. And right, yeah, right. paraphrasing a little bit, but it works. That's, that's I think. I think for me, also, just like keeping my personality, like kind of like you're saying, like have like. I don't know. I feel like it's welcoming for other people to walk in, especially if you're like like when I was a host. I feel like when people walk into that, my very first day at Wolf Mountain. Well, let me tell you this. First day I walk in and I went in, I went in for like an interview because my friend had kind of got me the job and I went in to go work or to, for an interview mm-hmm. and I walk in and she hands me a shirt and she says, get behind the counter. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. So she's like seating people, but we also, there's like a little gift shop at the front. So you also, the hostesses like check out people at the front. And this lady came over and she was checking out some bottles of wine. And I was like, so I'm not going to lie to you. This is literally my first like hour that I've ever been here. Like I have no clue what I'm doing. And everyone just started laughing. And I feel like stuff like that just makes people like so much more patient, like to know, like this is her first day. Like she's being comical about it. Like, oh, yeah. and then I had that little tiny room filled because the one girl that was also there that actually knew what she was doing was like seating people, you know, back and forth, back and forth. And so my area would like fill up at the front and I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, but people just like found it so funny. Cause like, I wasn't stressed out. Like I was like, yeah. we're learning yeah. together. Like at this point, You're you know, genuine too. Yeah. So I think that took me a long way. Like that, like encouraged me to like want to stay there and like want to have a good time with it. Yeah. Just not like, I don't know. I just, I found it funny more than anything. Cause mm-hmm. I think the ability to laugh at myself, maybe. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, um, you know, for me, it, it depends on what type of job it is. Right. Because yeah. I, I will say some jobs are different, like, I don't know, uh, type of stuff. Because when I was working in the camp world, like the camp ministries, but also like 4-H camps, my big word is kind of like adapt- adaptability, but I said flexibility. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. there'll be some times where we were supposed to do option A, but it's pouring down rain, so we right. can't do that. So we have to do option B. And we have to be flexible and not be like, oh, this sucks. Oh, option A was the best. Now we have to settle for option B. It's like, no. no. like, yeah. Option B is great. Let's be flexible. Let's do it. Let's make the best of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a really big part of like Just be flexible. And I do that like in the mission trips. Yeah, absolutely. There's going to be times where it's stressful and what we thought was going to be a thing is not so just I was about to say hashtag adapt and overcome because that was at least for the girls on the mission trip that was our motto. We well that was that was that was a couple years ago, wasn't it? No, it was, it was this past in New Orleans because we oh, were in the it? church and they had their oh, Sunday school service. Mother we had Goose? to Mother Goose, yeah, 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 yeah. Shout <laughs> yeah. To Carrie. and we were just little inconvenient things like that. Like they had their Sunday school the next morning and in the room that we were 
sleeping mm-hmm. in. So we had to stack all our air mattresses that we had just laid out, like take all our sheets off, like do all the stuff like that. And she was like, adapt, adapt and, overcome. and overcome. And that was Get it out, like, how we lived that yes. entire week. Adapt yeah. and overcome. Adapt and overcome. That's fantastic. I yeah. Like that. And then if I was going to do two, flexibility and uh, kindness, uh, mm. just be kind, whatever you do, Always whatever, whatever yeah. career you have. So, well, Sydney, Nathan, I'll say this job well done. <laughs> there it is. There you it know, is. Yeah. I did the whole really episode good. based off that one pun. I knew so. it. I bet you I did. Uh, no, but for real, I really appreciate y'all being here. Uh, any last words? Anything you want to say to the audience of GWB? Anything that you wanted to say? Any stories that you want to get out, but you just didn't get a chance to? No, we did great. Yeah, I think I'm good. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> well, Blue Man Group, I appreciate you, slash One Man Group. Right. And uh, this, this is the Blue Crew. <gasps> Blue Crew. Blue Crew. Uh, Blue Crew. What's that's the name of the episode? Anyways, the Blue Crew. The Blue crew. Men? The Blue... Well, yeah, the we'll blue, work on it. Blue, the Blue what? not the thing? The Blue well, yeah. Guys? The blue but, group, but you're yeah. a woman, though. I want to include you. Thank you. Yeah. That's really thoughtful of you. Yeah. Thank you. All right, Dan, you can stop I, talking. All right, so... <laughs> <laughs> I know my place. I'll, <laughs> I'll be over here. Yeah, remember, you're on that side. Right. So, what's up, Nathan? <laughs> Just kidding. Do you have something to say, Sid, for real? No, not anymore. Hey, what's your uh, creations? Give a shout out to it. Oh, um, I haven't officially started. I mean, I made an Instagram. I want to start a business. That's what he's talking about. It's called Yellow Rose. Um, so I made an Instagram, but it's still private right now. Oh, okay. Because um, I haven't posted any pictures on it. So I, I don't have, like, I'm not following anyone on it. I just want to get a bunch of pictures posted and then I'll start following people so that they can have something to look at, you know? Mm. So, Yellow yeah. Rose, though? Yellow Rose. Out there. Yeah. Okay. Well, shout out to Sid and her thank yellow you. rose, and uh, thank you for being here, Sydney. I uh, really appreciate your heart, your laughter, and your insight of everything. You are a delight. Naders, uh, thank you for your probation, mandatory hours of being on here. Uh, you're almost done with it. But, yeah, you're going to sign uh, off this time, right? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, I will. Uh, thank you all for listening. If you don't already, like our videos, follow us on YouTube. It helps us get noticed more and more people. Tell five friends about the podcast. Go tell them. We're all at 98 subscribers. Want to get to 100. So go get someone I'll to subscribe to us. Oh, gosh. That, <laughs> get my parents to subscribe. Get Joe, Dina, and Joey. There's your 100. Uh, that, I mean, that's 100, right? Yeah, right for there. real. So get, uh, subscribe on that. And then if you're just a listener on audio only, we also love you and appreciate you. We're on uh, Instagram. So go follow us there for that more content. And thank you for listening to the Grail Buffalo Podcast. Peace.